0: Welcome back to the Kettle Menu Podcast. I'm Caroline Rose, the founder and CEO of K-Rose Company in cattle Menu. Thank you for joining us on this episode. I'm excited to bring you these conversations each week filled with relatable advice and techniques you can take back to your operation. It's my mission to make sure that we can ranch in the next generation. Make sure and subscribe where you're listening so you never miss a new episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Kettle Menu Podcast. I am thrilled to have Sarah joining us today. I don't actually remember the first time I met Sarah. I think it was in college when I applied to be a National Beef Ambassador, but she might correct me. And, um tell me exactly when we first connected, but Sarah has been someone that we have looked up to in K-Rose a lot for her leadership and just really following. She makes us do really hard things. We bring up a lot of her sayings often in our leadership meetings and in our team meetings, so I'm thrilled to have her join us today and just talk a little bit about being uncomfortable, blazing trails, making changes, all of that, so thanks for being here, Sarah. Well, thanks for the invite. This is an exciting podcast, and I can't wait to see what
1: we get to dive into.
0: Absolutely. Why don't you dive a little bit into your background and kind of where you started and then how you ended up doing what you're doing now? All right. Well, I am a city girl. I
1: grew up in a small town in Idaho, but always in an apartment. And I thought that I would never work in agriculture. And so the fact that today, I primarily work with agriculture focused businesses is still something that just blows my mind. But I've always been a horse girl, and the horses are what connected me to ag. Um, The first part of my career was in the credit union world, and I was in leadership development, talent development, and really enjoyed that. But I was missing that, that spark of the West that the horses always brought me to. And I saw a job posting for the American National Cattle Women, and I immediately thought, well, cattle, that means that there's horses that are probably very adjacent, and so this sounds good. Plus I liked steak. So, you know, I thought it was a match made in heaven. And lo and behold, now, um, gosh, more than a decade, probably like 13 years later, um, I just can never see myself working outside of agriculture.
0: Yeah, it's an incredible industry. And you bring this fresh perspective to the industry, which I really, really appreciate. And now today you're doing mostly coaching, working with agriculture leaders and development. Is that correct?
1: Yes, I do a lot of leadership development with agriculture leaders. And over the past couple of years, I've expanded my services to do strategic planning. And I have been serving associations, those that are checkoff funded, those that are policy based, and really just helping them to establish a really clear vision for the future. And that's been a fun add to the business.
0: Yeah, that sounds incredible. Why don't we talk a little bit about leadership? And I think leadership can get a negative reputation because we assume to be a leader, you have to be in a certain position, on a certain board. But one thing that you talk a lot about is like kind of leading where you're at and being a leader in your life and in your business or wherever you're at. So talk a little bit about, you know, leadership, what your views on leadership are, and how we develop better leadership skills in agriculture. Sure. I have a strong belief
1: that leadership flows from the inside out, and you have to be able to lead yourself and your family before you're going to lead any community, any organization, anything, really. And so when people... I coach, you're like, you know, I'm not really a leader because I've never had a manager title or a supervisor. I don't have a team that I lead. Just makes me chuckle. Because if you get out of bed in the morning, you're a dang leader. (laughs) Because it's all based on choices, right? And the relationship you have with yourself. And then, you know, when you can have good mastery over yourself, then that equips you to figure out, well, how do I expand that view a bit? And when I look at agriculture. Leadership is everywhere. Um, One of the things that I love the most about agriculture is there's no one right way to do it, right? Even if you're in the cattle industry, how one cattle producer does the things is going to be very different than his neighbor. And that's leadership, right? You get to make those choices that are in alignment with your own vision, your own values, your own you know, passion and mission, why do you get up in the morning, right? And so um, I think that there's a ton of opportunity to help, you know, agriculture leaders of all types, because we're in an ever changing world, right? Even in just the short time that I've been in agriculture, you know, this 13 years has gone by in a freaking heartbeat. I've seen a lot of shifts. And if you are not moving and growing, then you're dying right? And so that's why I think it's so important for anybody involved in agriculture to recognize their opportunity to nurture their own personal leadership and then figure out, well, hey, how am I going to help the community where I live, the community where I want to see change happening?
0: You talk about flowing from the inside out. And I think keeping promises to yourself is one of the hardest things. And it's the easiest to let ourselves down and to not stick to our word. And so If someone wants to improve their leadership skills, they first have to work on that. And so what are some ways that we can hold ourselves accountable to what we are saying to ourselves, the things we've promised? And also, I'm sure there's some self-conversations that are happening and we either need to shift them or um, tweak the way we're talking to ourselves. So how do we really start on the inside?
1: I just finished a fantastic book this week called Triggers, and um, there was a statement that was made that I just fell in love with, and it said you have to marry the planner with the doer, and the best way that you can make that kind of transition happen, because we're all really good, you know, like figuring, hey, in the morning, I'm going to get up and I'm going to, you know, eat, right? I'm going to work out. But then, you know, you wake up the next day and the execution, you could come up with a lot of excuses, right? And so the way that you marry that is through your systems. And I think you start with the system of your mindset. And I'm sure that you have heard about the whole idea of see, do, get, Right. And what you see is going to influence what you do and what you do is then going to influence the results that you get. And so by nurturing that see part, right that mindset, that how you are viewing things is where you have to begin. And I think a lot of it comes back to the whole idea of I'm freaking worthy of it. Right. I am worthy of treating myself well. I am worthy of doing the hard things. Right. I was meant for good things. I don't have to settle. I am worthy of being anti-average because if you see that about yourself, you see that worth, you see that potential, then that's going to make you want to do the dang hard things. And so you've got to start with the mindset and simple things, you know, like mantras, right? A lot of people say, well, that might not be my style. Uh, But I say, try it, right? Journaling, writing down in your own handwriting, the things that you know to be true about yourself, right? Those strengths that you believe and that you know you bring to the table, Right? Your mind is a crafty little sucker, so you got to continuously remind it that I'm not a moron. Oh, yeah, I'm really smart, and I'm smart in these ways, because right? that creates energy for then you to move into action.
0: Yeah, the thing that has been really eye-opening for me lately is thinking about the systems that I have in my life, and the systems that I don't notice are typically the systems that need the improvement. It's the Mm. automatic things. It's the way I'm kicking my shoes off at the door. And then when I'm looking at the house, I'm like, wow, it's so cluttered because there's so many mismatched shoes. Well, the system is the way you walk in the door. And if you take your shoes off and you put them exactly where you want them to be, then later on I can be more creative because I don't feel like the house is a pressure. But who thinks about the way they kick off their shoes? And we we talk about morning routines and evening routines and all these systems, but I've really noticed it's the systems that I'm not even conscious of are the systems that are making the most impact in holding me back from the potential that I want to have. And I don't think we know how to, I mean, you have to be really internal when you think about that and start to question Every single behavior. You know, what am I doing here? Why is this not a habit? How can I tweak that? And amazing things can happen when you just start paying attention to those automatic systems that you already have put in place.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. When it becomes in autopilot mode, that's kind of that telltale sign of, oh, maybe I need to look at this a little bit deeper because just because it's so easy doesn't
0: mean that it's right. Yeah. I think the internal stuff's the hardest because it is the easiest. Especially if we don't tell anyone, right? It's like, no one actually knew I wanted to wake up and work out. Like, I didn't ever verbalize that. And so it's okay. There's always tomorrow. And sure, there is tomorrow. But if we continue to say that, nothing will ever get done.
1: No. And it's so easy to lie to yourself, right?
0: So easy. And we do it all the time. I mean, all day. (laughs) Right? Right? (laughs)
2: There's no doubt about that. Are you a ranch wife, mother, daughter, or solo entrepreneur? Do you sometimes feel like you're walking your path alone? We see you, and we are you. Creating a passionate, proactive community of ranch women has been our main goal here at Cattlemen U. We're accepting new members for Cattlemen U membership this June, from the 26th through the 29th, with doors opening on June 25th for those on the wait list. The membership is perfect for you or any ranch women who wants to be a part of the community of movers and shakers. Not only that, but Cattlemen U members get first access to all Cattlemen U in-person events this fall and the summer of 2024. Sign up for the waitlist today at cattlemenulive.com backslash join and get 20% off when you become a member.
0: Yeah, I saw a really interesting TikTok about a lady who was talking about her body and her food behavior. And she said, man, I wish I could eat or look like this lady. And then she played that lady. And that lady's like, man, I wish I had arms of this lady. You know, I wish I wouldn't have eaten lunch before I came here. And it just went through like every single person around the room and what they were thinking about themselves and how they were comparing. And it just really made me think about like, One, the words we say to ourselves, we like to think that it is impacted by what other people are doing, but it has nothing to do with other people. And that self-control and the words we speak to ourselves impact not only our ability to lead, but also our ability to be anti-average. And I'm sure there's someone listening who's like, I actually don't want to be a leader, but they don't want to settle for being average or just going through the motions. And you talk a lot about, up-leveling just every aspect of your life to make a bigger impact no matter what role you play. So talk a little bit about that and kind of why is your belief that we got to chase this anti-average mentality?
1: Hmm. Comfort zones are where average comes to play, right? And I believe that if you were born here on this earth, that it was for a really big purpose, Right? And I think a lot of people have just resigned themselves for the fact that that's not true for them, right? that they're not the lucky one. And that just breaks my heart Right, because there's so much wasted potential. And so I don't think you have to have these desires to go and like, change the world in this big, huge, dramatic way. It can be that your big deal is to become a better beacon for the generations that are coming behind you and your family. Right? I lied to myself for a long time um, because I, I used to say that I didn't have time to go and volunteer at my kid's school because I was out here busy doing big corporate things. Right, I'm out here leading agriculture to new, you know, <laughs> new frontiers, and I had to catch myself. Like, you know, what is what really kind of change do you want to bring? And I'm like, I want to be able to say that I'm improving my own backyard, right? And so uh, this year, I finally said, okay, I'm not going to just talk about it. I'm going to start volunteering in the kids' schools, and I'm going to pick a day on Thursdays in the afternoons, and I'm just going to go. And I'm going to protect that time so fiercely that nothing else is going to matter. And by making that little shift, it really changed the relationship that I had with myself, right? Because I was being in alignment with what I said really mattered, right? It was spending time where I knew I needed to be, right? Making the impact where it was closest to me. And so it really made, it fueled my ability to lead in other places of my life. And so, yeah, it doesn't have to be huge things. It can be, you know, just the relationship with you and your kids, the relationships with you or your husband. It can be whatever it is that you're feeling
0: that urge to go and do. One of the phrases we've started using around the ranch a lot, and I've talked about it on the podcast, and we talked about it at ranch camp is being the change that you want to see. And, you know, when you're talking about volunteering with your kids, right, we always hope there's some mother or father who's going to be volunteering. Like, we hope they get the help that they need. But if we want volunteers, we have to volunteer. If we want people to, you know, show up and do good work at work, we have to show up. You know, we have to close the door. We have to pick up the trash. Like, We have to do it ourselves before we can expect any forward motion of other people. And there's so many opportunities to better communicate. You know, at Ranch Camp, we asked women who came, what is one thing that they wish was happening on their operation? And I think almost all of them said more communication. And I said, so if you want more communication, how are you going to communicate more? Like we Mm. have, have to stop waiting for other people to change we have to do it first or everyone's just stuck in this comfort zone and in this place of autopilot and we have to make the change first in order to expect any forward motion from other people oh I couldn't I couldn't agree more and we don't do that I mean it's easy to look and say man I wish that person would you know do their dishes after dinner I wish my husband would do the dishes. Or I wish someone would help me cook. Or I wish we knew what we were eating. Like all these things. It's like, okay, you know, you, we first have to be the change. And on operations, it's so easy. You know, I hear my dad and my brother talking. My dad will say, man, I wish everyone closed the barn door. And I'm like, what an easy (laughs) thing, right? What an easy thing to walk out and to make sure the door is closed. Like it takes... 0.5 0.5 seconds. But if we expect all the employees to close the door, if we expect everyone else to close the door, we have to start by closing the door. And in leadership and in being anti average, I think one of the hardest things is we have to be uncomfortable in order to propel forward. And it's miserable being uncomfortable. Like, I don't think we talk about that enough. Like, you can have so much growth, but you're going to be uncomfy and your natural instinct is to get to comfort. And you have to break that in order to make big changes.
1: You bet. Um, I always laugh at the people who do the ice bath challenges because I'm like, oh my gosh, my body just... It says, heck no, I would never do that. But I totally get it. And I'm thinking, well, maybe because I'm resisting that so much, that's what I need is some of that. Because it just feels like it would be the worst experience ever. But you hear about those who do it and then how that helps them to develop this resilience, right? It develops that muscle to feel discomfort. And again, you see that ripple through how they're showing up in their businesses, right? They're the ones out there blazing trails. And, you know, it's it's crazy. And, you know, I preach, you know, get out of your comfort zone all the time. And I have to be really careful and say but Sarah, when's the last time that you did it? Right. And so I've got all this like little checklist that I have to go through every month. It's like, all right, what did you do? Like, where's the proof? And um, I just shared a couple of images on my social a couple of days ago about me roping. I went to a branding and I roped and I will tell you it had been over 20 years since I had had a rope in my hand. And as I was sitting there waiting for my turn to go in and rope. I talked myself out of it about 15 times and I was like, nah, this isn't going to be the time we're so busy. Like nobody's going to want to have to wait for me. This is going to be ridiculous. You're probably going to rope your horse's head. Like this is going to be stupid. And thank God my friend called me out and she was like, you know, you're never going to catch if you don't throw the loop. And so I went in and I caught some heels. I'm going to say I was dang proud. And I I mean, I wish I could bottle the way that felt. Terrifying. So uncomfortable, but amazing. We have to remember that. Like when you get on the other side, whoa, so worth it.
0: And I think, you know, we do talk ourselves out of it. And the other thing that I've noticed too is the ice bath challenge. So I've been considering it as well. And immediately it's like, oh, well, I don't have an outside bath. I don't know how I'd keep it cool in the summer, right? Like we start to do these with ourselves. And it's like, if you would like to start the ice bath challenge, go in the shower and only turn on the cold water and start there. Like we don't need all these things. You know, we don't need a day at branding where it's really slow and everyone's in a patient mood and the weather's just right. And like, if we, if we wait for everything to line up perfectly, no one's ever going to get anything done.
1: Never, never. Like, yeah. And such a good point. Like you could get started. I used to, you know, have this idea that I'm never going to be able to do any uh, leadership work with horses because they don't have a herd right now. And for years that stifled my ability to offer that kind of work. And then one day I was like, oh, you know, I bet I could put an ad on Craigslist because that's back in the day when Craigslist was cool. It's like, I bet somebody would share their horses with me. And lo and behold, I made the request and droves of horses showed up at my doorstep, right? It was like, for so long, I told myself that story of, nope, we can't do it because the stars aren't aligned. Baloney, go build the stars.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just start. What are some things that you are noticing in the people who have really taken, decided to be leaders, decided to do the thing? What are some things that you are witnessing and just the behaviors that you're seeing come from like the moment someone makes the decision that they're going to be anti-average?
1: I think 90% of the challenge is the decision. And then once you've made that decision, everything else just kind of falls into place. And so what I notice is that people wrestle with that decision point a lot, but then once they do it, they immediately start finding the how. Right. And so I really love seeing that process because you just see it in people's faces are like almost dumbfounded, like, how what? This is working? <laughs> so I love that. I also see people really making an amazing impact, right, that is changing the lives of the communities or the people in the communities where they live. And so I think that that's exciting. Yeah, I've, it's the decision point. It's the choice.
0: And it's a muscle. I think, I mean, I truly think being different and making the decision to like live above the bar is a muscle that you're going to make the big decision once, but every decision after you kind of have to tweak that muscle a little bit and say, okay, what is the next level of great? What is one more thing that I'm actually going to fall through? I'm going to do one hundred percent. I'm an eighty on eight on the Enneagram. We do everything eighty five percent, and it's like this muscle to make sure I'm doing it a hundred percent. I'm I'm taking that next step that's going to take me from just a tweak above average to really anti average, and I think that when leaders get that and when leaders figure that out, it's amazing. It is, and I think that you know there's all sorts of analogies for this, but you know
1: it's like a marathon you know they see this big you know goal as a marathon and so i've just got to keep running and i think that that's a part of it but it, what would happen if today you could just create the sprint right the whole agile movement in business right this is how do i get a really short quick win right now because if i can get a really short win a really nice sprint you know and and follow that through to the finish line then that gives you some affirmation that hey i can do this right i'm winning And that winning energy then spurs the courage to try again. Right? And so if I can take that marathon and break it down into some parts, get some early wins and some sustainable wins as I continue that journey, and that just shows you that you can. That affirmation breeds all sorts of magic.
2: Are you the type of person that likes to write everything down? We have created the Cattleman You Planner for ranch wives, mothers, and daughters who are looking for the perfect place to capture all of their thoughts throughout the year. Our planner is packed full of tools to help you learn more about ranching, working with others, and knowing yourself. Don't worry about the year already starting. We've included blank calendar pages that so you can start when you're ready. Grab yours today at cattlemanyoulive.com
0: backslash planner. One of the things that I do is listen to the YouTube video um, from a third grade dropout. I don't know if you've ever listened to that inspirational speech, but I listen to it probably three times a week. And one of the things, and he quotes someone, and I'm going to see if I can play it at the end of this episode. I don't know what the copyright laws are about that, but I'll look into it. Is he says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And of course he quotes someone, but It's one of the things that I think about all of the time, and the biggest thing for me is sales calls. I can, my dad has always teased me, I can sell ice to Eskimos, but I have to flex that anti-average on my sales calls the most, because the worst part to me is just calling people. If they would call me, I would answer. (laughs) But just picking up the phone and being open to rejection and having someone hang up, which Nine times out of 10, people in agriculture are not going to hang up the phone. But it's like I have to flex that. And I always tell myself whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And it's amazing what just knowing that I can do it and I'm going to do it and then following through. It's it's sort – I mean, you get that high, right? Even though I hate sales calls – But I'll make a game with myself. I'll be like, okay, I'm driving home from Costco. Can I get one call in or two? And it's like the moment I've just decided to do it, it's amazing the way our bodies react and respond to that light switch that we have turned on. And it's almost like it becomes enjoyable. It becomes this, I mean, endorphins from doing what you said you were gonna do and following through that I think is really powerful. And I think a lot of people can use that to propel them forward
1: absolutely it's a it's an energizer for sure and it's again coming back to that seed you get it's that affirmation to your mind that like yeah you can do the things oh yeah i did it cool yay let's do more of that right and so um i love that you make it a game and i think you know people who are looking to make some of those shifts where they're keeping the promises to themselves, make it visual. If you want to make it a game, cool, but like, see it, put a little sticky note next to your laptop of how many calls did I make today? You know, how many times did I send the email? How many times did I actually do the thing that I scheduled at the time that I scheduled it instead of saying, eh, I'll do it tomorrow, right? And like, have that check mark. Um, Right now, I want to play the guitar more. And I wasn't playing it very often, but I've started to now track visually every I have a check box for each day of the week right every time I look at it at the end of the week and I only have two checks I'm like dang it right but it was better like hey I've got two checks this week instead of no checks and so I wonder next week how many checks that I can get and so we've got to you know move it out of our mind make it visual because it becomes even more tangible at that point
0: yeah I've heard some cool ones is like put your vitamins next to your coffee pot you're getting coffee anyways, put your vitamins right there or put a water glass so that you think about drinking water before you get your coffee. And it's like allowing us to, to do, you know, habit stacking. I love the book, Atomic Habits, where we put it out there. We make it easy to make the right decision because it's like, wow, in order to open the thing to put coffee in, I have to take these vitamins. <laughs> and it just, we just train our body to be able to become second nature on some of these things that it might've taken us years to build this habit. And it's like the right location, the right visuals, the right checklist, the right accountability. And all of a sudden we're making these changes we've always wanted to make.
1: And all of these things are is a system, right? All it is, is a structure. It takes the thinking Away from our brains. It allows us to maintain that energy for the things that we really need that deep thinking for. And so you're just setting yourself up for success. And the thing that really perplexes me is that there's information everywhere these days, right? And so there's a system for no matter what it is that you want to do. But again, it comes back to that decision point, right? Are you going to actually do it? Or have you already talked yourself out of the fact that it's not going to work for you? right people go to training all the time and they're handed the golden you know nuggets of information and then you follow up with them a couple of weeks later and you're like how many times did you do x and I'm like eh, 30% of the time and i'm just so frustrated i'm not getting any results well t- you didn't even double down on your own ability to try it at your full capacity so of course you're getting crap results and so i just don't i wish that we could figure out that little magic part right the follow through because yeah. the information is just one thing. you got to be able to do it.
0: Yeah, the follow-through is, to me, the hardest part. The only way I can do it, to be honest, is and hold myself accountable, is on the home screen of my phone. I have action items that I have to do every single day, no matter what happened, anything out of my control, all of that, right? These are the things that actually move the needle forward, and these are the things I track and the systems that I want to accomplish no matter what happens. And I also know... Those are the systems that make the biggest difference in my life. And every time I open my phone, every time I want to go to Instagram, every time I want to look at TikTok, guess what I see? Those five minute tasks I got to get done to actually move the needle forward. They're not hard, but it's the repetition. It's the behavior. It's the follow through that actually makes the difference. And that has been the only way that I can hold myself accountable.
1: That's right. And if anybody is listening today and you're like, I just need some help with accountability, then like I say, ask somebody, right? It can be anybody. Like if you want more accountability to do the things, then schedule a call at the end of the day where somebody's going to ask you, did you do the dang things? Right? Like, Sometimes you need a little extra handholding and that's totally
0: okay, but stop making the excuse. 100%. What is one thing you wish people knew about changing habits, being anti average, leadership that you just would like to scream from the rooftop?
1: The communication is code for leadership. Right? So many times, and we already touched on it earlier, like we wonder, you know, why are things not working? And a lot of it is like, well, I already said it. You know, why are people following through? Well, Maybe you didn't say it in the right way. Maybe it wasn't the right time. Maybe you need to say it 152 times before it actually clicks, right? Maybe it was the tool that you used to, you know, communicate. Maybe you need to make some shifts. And so we just make so many assumptions around communication. And all of the best leaders in this world are fantastic communicators, right? And at the end of the day, people want two things, right? They want to know that they've been heard. And they want to know that they belong. And so we need to communicate those two things over and over, right? Communicate by listening. Communicate by saying, hey, we want you here. You belong here. And affirming that over and over and not making any assumptions around that.
0: One of the things that we talk about, a visual, I'm a very visual person, as everyone knows, in the visionary position, but is we talk a lot about leadership communication, but I also really encourage my employees to have communication back. And the visual I tell them is most of the K-Rose team, the Kettleman U team work virtually. And so I'm like, you have to sound the smoke alarm if there's a fire. I do not, I'm not your neighbor. I might not be able to see the houses on fire unless you sound the smoke alarm. And if you let the whole thing burn, without the smoke alarm going off. There is nothing I could have done. I cannot come, you know, change your hours, move positions, help you with a project, help you finalize something, help you with a client. Like I can't do any of that as a leader unless I hear the smoke alarm. And giving people and empowering people to talk and to be a smoke alarm has helped so much. And I think as leaders, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to over-communicate and to listen really well, but if the people aren't speaking, we can't listen. And so that's one thing I always, I say to the K-Rose team, probably once a month, I'll say it at the retreat really heavily, is like, if something's wrong, whether it be you have a migraine or, you know, you're homeschooling your kids all of a sudden, we need half work, you have to allow the smoke alarm to burn, to, to go off before the house burns down, if you allow the house to burn down without the smoke alarm you have removed all mutual aid from coming in and supporting you.
1: Great. Right. The cornerstone of communication is it goes two ways, right? But If you're listening and as a leader, you're like, yeah, I know I've told my people this. I want you to examine how do you respond when people come to you with the, oh my gosh, something's burning message because you'll shut it down real quick if you respond with a kind of reactive oh my gosh why is this and whose fault and you know all of that kind of energy right if i can make sure that i'm not going to kill the messenger right that's going to affirm that you really do want that information cuz let's face it you know we want everybody to you know have nerves of steel But we live in a sensitive, sensitive time, right? And people don't want direct feedback as much as they say that they do, right? I'm a firm believer that there's a big mismatch there. But it's our job as leaders not to say, man, I just wish they would do this. It's to say, how can I make sure that I'm creating an environment that's inviting it, that's continually affirming it, that isn't, you know, bashing somebody because they brought it, that, you know, I'm celebrating the heck out of those messages that things are burning right? Because there's a reason if people aren't bringing you the info and most times it's because of you, not
0: them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been great. You are a great teacher. You've done some incredible things for a lot of the um, organizations around us. And so why don't you tell everyone where they can follow you and find you? And then I'm if you have a program or something coming up, let's talk about that too. Sure. Well,
1: I love social media. I hang out in the Instagram world the most these days. And it's just my name, Sarah J. Bone and Camp. And I know it's a long name, but just sound it out. You'll figure it out easily. Um, My website is the same thing, Sarah J. Bone and Camp. And the thing that I'm working on right now is working with more leaders one on one. I feel like I can make a bigger ripple effect when I have those that are highly motivated to go and make a big impact wherever it is that they are. So I want to throw some gas on it. So right now I am working on coaching leaders.
0: Bring it on. Great. Well, thank you. I hope some of the you podcast listeners reach out because I know the impact you've had when we've gotten to work together. And so I love watching your little wings and your influence kind of go through. A lot of the people that I'm connected with, a lot of the business leaders, um, they all seem to have a core relationship with you or they've been taught by you. And so that's always fun for a bunch of doers to get in a room and then they all bring up your name. So I absolutely love that. And thank you for your time today.
1: Well, oh, that just makes me so happy to hear. Yay. Well, thanks for the invitation and thanks for being a champion for leadership and for giving people a space to grow and to be pushed into those new areas. I think that this is something that's really important. And um, I believe that you know anybody can do leadership development. Anybody can offer business advice that is so valuable when it comes from somebody who gets it in my industry, in my part of the world. And so thank you for creating this space that frankly, wasn't a big deal um you know in in the past and so i think that you're doing amazing work and i hope that you can continue to do so
0: well thank you ma'am you bet thanks again for listening to the cattle menu podcast don't forget to subscribe and review if you're listening on apple podcasts we are thankful to have you in your community like always remember the grass is greener where you water it